All right. Well, um, so just quick recap for the, for everybody for past, past week. Um, if you've been looking at, um, Twitter and just kind of keeping up with the discord chats and everything, um, the, the mobile app is, is getting very close. So that's kind of where a lot of focus has gone, uh, lately. And, uh, and yeah, so the, the mobile app is actually usable. It's, uh, I'm testing it right now with, with the developer and, uh, and it looks really good. So I think people are going to be really surprised when, when it comes out and, and they can see, you know, um, what it's like to, to basically, you know, utilize it and play around with, with mobile and notifications and everything. So definitely changes the game in terms of using Leo finance. Cause you can, um, I mean, I think that, I think the main selling point is that it's native mobile. And then also that it's, uh, you get the notifications cause like someone upvotes your post or follows you or does whatever you, you get notified about it. So, um, I think that's kind of, what's what's going to be most exciting in the next month or so um That's and then cool. you know just general development and uh and i put out a big tweet storm about the ido system so we we radically changed the way that ido's work and uh and if you look back at at, at that tweet storm and and compare the new ido system to ido version one which is which is the cub dash busd ido um you know the 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 effect of that IDO is still, you know, the positive one that we wanted. We burned, you know, 180,000 cub, which is pretty much as much cub as, as we burned since the beginning of cub finance altogether. So if you consider that and, and take the long-term impact of burning cub, we, we accomplished the goal that we set out to accomplish. Um, but with that, you can, you can see some, you know, short-term impacts on the price, which, which you could say are, are somewhat negative, but, it's it's really just that when the IDO went live, people took Cub out of the kingdom and and basically asymmetrically pooled it with um, with BUSD for the for the IDO. So instead of say taking some BUSD from the side and taking some Cub from the side and pooling it together, people asymmetrically took Cub and they pooled it. Um, so what that does is obviously sell fifty percent of the Cub into BUSD um, so they can participate in the IDO. So I think that kind of created the the short term impact that everybody's seeing right now, which obviously people don't like. Um, well, there's the also there's also a crypto sell off too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we we also managed to to land ourselves right in the middle of a of a massive sell off and and the flash crash. I think it was what was it Monday or Tuesday? Yeah, it's so, Tuesday, depending on you where you are yeah. in the world. Yeah. So we managed to land ourselves right in the middle of that. So I I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting just to see the short-term rollout of, of events, but um, that kind of led us to spend a week and dissect the the last IDO. And there's going to be a full blog post about all this stuff, you know, with, with actual details and diagrams and all that stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it led us to dissect that IDO and look for ways to improve it and, and make the model better and superior going forward. Um, so we can still have that long-term positive effect of, of burning a ton of cub, um, but then also get the short-term positive effect of, of obviously not tanking the price because people are asymmetrically adding for IDOs. Um, and you could imagine that with our big, because this was the small idea, you can imagine that with the bigger IDOs, you know, 500,000 or a million cub uh, going in, if that's asymmetrically pooled, it's going to obviously have a massive 
uh, negative impact on the price uh, in the short term. So what we're going to be what we're going to be looking at is is the fact that you'll be asymmetrically adding CUB, but there's not going to be a BUSD side to that input. So instead of you know you'll add 100% CUB, and instead of half of that CUB being sold into BUSD, uh, it'll just be deposited as CUB. And then half of it's going to get burned. And then the other half is going to get met with the IDO token. And then instead of the IDO, say, taking all of your CUB and BUSD, and then you getting an IDO token, um, you're actually going to be inputting 100% CUB. And then 50% of it's getting burned. And then the other 50% is, is going to be met with the IDO token. And then your output is CUB-IDO token LP tokens. So then you'll be the the thing that you receive is actually a liquidity pool uh, position, um, and then obviously with each IDO we're going to set up a farm, and then I think the the cool thing is that the next IDO um, outside of the Polygon Cub IDO is actually going to be um, this new AMM on on Binance Smart Chain. So they're actually going to create a what we were talking to them about it. They're going to create a Cub Dash uh, XYZ their token. Um, and and uh, that's going to be a farm on their platform. So it's going to have its own rewards and everything. So and we'll create an a kingdom for that. There's going to be an external cub farm is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that'll be that's an awesome. external cub farm. Huge. And yeah, and it won't be on PancakeSwap or anything. It'll be on their native AMM. Um, and this platform, I think, is going to be pretty, pretty big. So they want to do like a, a $2 million raise or uh, something in that ballpark uh, nice. through cubs. So yeah, so if, if you can imagine that $2 million worth of cub goes in, uh, half of that gets burned. So let's just say a million dollars gets burned worth of cub. That's obviously ridiculously large. Um, that's that's what, about 33% of the supply right now, about a third. Um, so about a third of the supply of cub gets burned. And then the remaining million dollars worth of cub gets pooled with a million dollars worth of their token. So now the LP position is worth $2 million. And that those LP tokens are what get distributed in the IDO. And then you'll be able to take those LP tokens after the IDO completes and their platform goes live, you'll be able to take those LP tokens and pool them on their platform and then earn uh, APY for holding CUB-IDO XYZ token. Um, and then uh, we're gonna establish a kingdom. So you also could, could take those LP tokens and then deposit them in the CUB-DeFi kingdom and then it'll earn their platform's token and then it'll auto compound it into CUB-XYZ token. So that will actually create, uh, and this is kind of the economic you know, rundowns that we've been going through for the past week. Um, that will actually create long-term buying pressure for, for CUB if you, if you play that out, because uh, if you have an external kingdom for CUB, um, it's taking those external farming rewards and automatically converting it back into 50% CUB to, to pool it. So oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think I think that's going to be our our kind of proof proof of concept moment where we where we show that this new IDO system is very uh, positive both Whoa. in the long run, like the first IDO with burning yeah. up, but then in the short run with with the positive, you know, adding a farm, uh, you know, not selling Cub into BUSD, all that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, and even if Cub gets sold into BUSD, I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, there's you know two sides of that equation. We talked about this when you were on the hundred million S podcast, you know, the other day and, you know, with the whole supply demand, uh, you know, dynamic and it's, 
there was one side, so to, you know, so to, so to speak, you know, there's not magically going to like, you still need demand, even if you reduce supply, if you don't have, a, you know, demand pushing price, it doesn't matter if there's, you know, so um, based on what you just described, that's pretty badass because now there's being built in, like built in demand, like almost automated demand. Um, Cause big burns alone, I think is still beneficial. Obviously you're reducing supply. Right. Um, and then you have these IDO events where, you know, people may um, create, you know, more demand so they can accumulate the token to get in. Um, but now with that system, like you said, um, it's creating essentially automated demand for Cubs. So that's huge. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting when it's all rolling, how it uh, impacts the, yeah. uh, the price of uh, Cub. Speaking yeah, of, I, mean, um, I think actually, I just, which I love to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I have a question in regard to that. So, like, based on that audio structure that you're talking about with the Polygon Cub, how is that going to work? Like, are we going to end up with a Cub Poly? Like, what is it going to be? Like Poly Cub? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what what's going to be the LP token essentially? Yeah, so the, that's kind of the interesting thing is that the the Polygon Cub IDO and this that IDO actually hasn't changed in its structure. So there isn't going to okay. be a Cub dash Polygon Cub uh, okay. LP because obviously it's two different blockchains. Yeah. So I was explaining this to somebody that uh, that's kind of a you know an in person person that is interested in Cub and interested in DeFi and kind of getting into all that. Um, and and he said so basically. Uh, the Polygon Cub IDO, you're you're evolving your Cubs into Polygon Cubs, like a, like a Pokemon. So I guess that's kind of a good way to put it. So I mean, in the IDO, yeah. you deposit one Cub, and then um, you know, a, not the same amount, but an amount of Polygon Cub is is spit back to you um, for your Cub. So so it's still 100% Cub, but instead of creating an LP, you're just receiving um, 100% of your your output in the IDO as Polygon Cub, obviously on the Polygon blockchain instead of by okay. chain. I mean it's a that cross chain IDO, which is kind of interesting. Too. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I mean, I think I asked because I wanted you know there to be clarity for everyone because I'm. I assume that would still be the case. Um, so you know, I've personally been you know slowly stacking Matic to because I assume there's basically going to be a Polycub dash Matic farm. Um, yep. You know, kind of like there's a, a you know, Cub BNB. So, yep. Nice, nice. Um, cool. Let's jump into some questions since uh, we only got like about 15 minutes uh, left here in our sure. abbreviated AMA. Which, FYI, anyone that's still around, uh, I don't know if you're streaming it live, but Cal is doing a uh, Leo podcast. So there will be yeah. Leo podcast. I don't know uh, if that's going to be live. We'll see. Gotcha. That doesn't really need to be, but FYI to people, the Leo yeah. podcast is back in the swing. <laughs> um, all right, let me get back to the AMA channel here. And let's jump in. All right. Uh, nice. That's an awesome username. Crypto Eater asked, uh, is there any room for a cup deck? on high for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I like his icon too. The Pac-Man uh, eating, eating a Bitcoin. Um, the, what is it? Any room for a Cub deck pool? This would essentially give Cub the utility to receive airdrop points for the daily SBS uh, airdrop. Given Matt whitelists it as a valid pool, which I'm sure he would, uh, thus greatly increasing the utility for Cub. 
Um, yeah, so I actually, um, um, I was thinking about a couple different things because obviously we've been talking about doing the the SPS dash BNB uh, kingdom. Yeah, is and, this a workaround? Uh, well, um, I was talking to uh, Yaba Matt about that. Um, so we may still do the SPS dash BNB kingdom. We're kind of thinking about it and working with him. Um, but another suggestion, and, and I saw someone else suggest this actually in the Splinterlands AMA. Um, they just tagged me, so I happened to see this one question go through. Um, they said uh, we should add a Cub dash SPS pool on on Cub, which could be could be interesting because obviously you create a new pool for Cub and and create some interesting dynamics, um, and then it, it'll create arbitrage between the the Cub. Uh, the three cub pools, because obviously there's cub USD, cub BNB, and then there would be cub uh, SPS. So uh, I do think that would be interesting. And and that kind of goes along with uh, a theme, which is what I, what I was getting to with the with the IDO. Um, there's going to be a lot more external farms with with cub as as uh, one of the base assets. Um, so it's not going to be just BUSD, BNB. It's going to be you know, possibly SPS, it's going to be that IDO token, uh, who's going to set up a farm on their, um, their exchange for us. Um, so I, I, and then obviously some of the other IDOs that we're, we're already talking to are going to do the same thing. So there's going to be, I'd say by the end of the year, there's probably going to be at least seven or eight different, different uh, cub based LPs uh, awesome. that you can get into that are incentivized. And most of them are not going to be incentivized on cub they're actually going to be incentivized on other platforms. So they'll also get kingdoms and that will create, like we were saying, the, the continuous buy pressure for Cub because they'll take those LP rewards and then auto compound it back into Cub. So Cub on other platforms. Kind of is, yeah, <clears throat> I think that's like big Cub on other platforms. I mean, because now we have mm -hmm. Cub being exposed to other communities, other platforms. Um, yep. So I guess that rolls into uh, Nodak put a question in here. Uh, where are the audits of the king? Uh, I don't let me see if I can translate this. <laughs> um, where are the audits uh, on the kingdoms? Like, I guess, what's the status on those? Or yeah. have they, or, or uh, they been uh, abandoned? <laughs> no, so we we hired Certicate to do the so they did our audit on on all the contracts yep. um, originally, and uh, and if anyone remembers when Cub started, it took I think like two months to get that yeah. audit done, and that was kind of before the major boom of new DeFi and Polygon and all this stuff. Um, so we still have a pending audit with them, but it's been pending for several months. So I've been kind of looking around at other auditing firms that we could find that that are faster because I think Certicay is just kind of overloaded oh, and yeah. they're not very responsive in terms of when they're going to give an actual deadline on a, on an audit. So they kind of say, you know, Oh, your audit should be done in a, in a few months, you'll get an audit report back. And then they kind of change their own deadlines and, and it's just kind of a pain in the ass to deal with them. So I, I am looking at other audit auditing firms that that can do it. And there's so many now. Um, Certi K was just the best one before, but now I think there's a lot more. Uh, yeah, the industry's already involved. Too. Yeah, so so I'm kind of looking around for that, and and obviously we've done an internal audit too. So uh, we've got an internal audit on on the kingdoms, and then and then we obviously just want that stamp that last stamp of approval from a 
from a you know recognized auditing firm. Oh, absolutely. It always helps. Um, I guess that, uh, yeah. So this question kind of fits into the same, uh, I guess, uh, throwback. Uh, so pancake swap upgraded to version two a long time ago. That's amusing because in, I guess in crypto, it was a long time ago because it was what, a few months ago, which in crypto is like a few years. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, Rolly Rob said, what has kept Cub Finance from also making this, uh, this transition? Is there some benefit for having remained on version one all this time? Is there, so the question, is there any benefit to being, yeah, basically, you know, he's asking when are we going to upgrade to version two? And since we haven't is like, is there a reason for that? Like that, you know, is it better to be on version one or. Yeah, no, there's no benefit to being on version one. Um, it's just that with everything else we've been doing. So obviously we had kingdoms, then we had IDOs. Um, it's just been kind of a more of a logistical issue. And that kind of was what I was saying, I think like two or three AMAs ago. Um, that it's more of just like, you know, how do we prioritize doing that and, and explaining? Cause we, obviously we're going to have to explain to everybody how to do all that. Um, and yeah. then, uh, all of it from a, from a technical side though, we've had pretty much ready to go. So it's just kind of like clicking a few buttons for us. Um, it's more about explaining to the community to upgrade to, to PCS V2. And then obviously you have to unpool from. Yep. current farms and then repool on the new ones um so so that mm-hmm. is going to happen soon though because and and then we also have to update leo bridge because we're going to do leo at the, the b leo farm at the same time so okay there are some logistical things going into that i mean they're definitely like you said the biggest issue is going to be essentially just getting the word out and people doing you know the actions moving from v1 to v2 so i think um you know a community push in terms of just getting that word out leading up to it, you know, in terms of not only putting out official legal articles, but just get everyone else talking about it and making it a regular reminder, you know, of the AM, you know, the, on the AMAs right before it and anywhere else, like pretty much every and every outlet, um, because, you know, there's always going to be people where it slips through the cracks, um, and then being ready the couple days after the fact to, you know, have the support team ready to uh, answer and help because again no matter how much you put the word out there's gonna be plenty of people that still somehow don't see it so i think that's the biggest you know i think it's less of a technical uh thing and more of a just um community you know customer service um aspect so um cool no that's gonna be good i mean pancake swap did you know did you no favors (laughs) with the timing of that upgrade (laughs) no it was horrible i remember when that happened it was was yeah should be fun um what else we got here actually got questions we got we got questions piling in now that uh, people are all <laughs> up in here uh what do we got beehiver asked any strategy to add rewards on diesel pools on tribal decks and maybe extend the pairings with deck sps spt um yeah i i don't really see i think we talked about this in one of the first AMAs, I don't oh, actually okay. see much of a much of a point in in the diesel pools uh, unless we build some sort of mechanism that actually utilized it. Um, so, so what I what I kind of have roughly in my mind is that um, we're planning on extending Leo Bridge at some point to handle native Hive um, and Hive Engine tokens. 
swapping into things like BSC and and uh, and Polygon, um, and then obviously when we add Thorchain to to Raplio, we're gonna we're gonna be able to swap there too. So what I think is gonna happen is is when we actually you know are ready to do the the Hive blockchain to XYZ blockchain uh, upgrade for Leo Bridge, that's when we'll do something with the diesel pools because that will actually give it a use case. So. Right now, I just don't really see the use case for a diesel pool because um, you can buy Leo on on Pancake Swap. You can buy Leo on um, Uniswap um, if if you want to interact with a with a large and deep liquidity pool. Makes sense. I mean, it's one of those that it's like a, it's a nice to have, but with so many other things that um, you know would have a larger impact on the Leo Cub right. ecosystem. It's just something that's you know we would be way down the list. Um, yeah. And, and you, you know, you have to remember that in order to add incentives, you actually have to pull incentives. So uh, if you want to add incentives to a new diesel pool, then you actually have to pull incentives from uh, say the wrapped Leo pool or the, um, you know, the curation rewards or something because uh, it's got to come from somewhere. Um, and that's kind of the nice thing about cub and then polygon cub. Um, when we, when we launched P Leo on the polygon network, um, is that we're we're incentivizing it with a separate token, so it actually creates a separate pool, um, and it doesn't take away from existing incentives. It actually just creates a new incentive. So that's kind of more uh, abundance forward than than taking away from something else, which is what we'd have to do with the with the diesel pool. But like I said, if if Leo Bridge is extended and and it makes sense to have a very deep liquidity pool and it creates a lot of arbitrage. Uh, obviously it would make sense to have some level of incentive and, and the incentive can be a lot lower because people are more comfortable with Hive than something like Binance Smart Chain or, or Ethereum. So, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously the Hive I community. Do I do think it could happen at some point. Nice, nice. Um, random fun question just because uh, why not? It's, it's me, Mario asked, do you like dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love dogs. I grew up with dogs my whole life. I'm pretty uh, sure I've heard dogs Shepherd. barking in the background in past AMAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So German Shepherd. Uh, nice. Real, a real dog. Real dogs. Yeah, yeah. That's, I real call dogs. those real dogs, not not the little little <laughs> yeah. purse pet don't have thing. The teacup poodles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, cool. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Cryptic asked, what are the main criteria that are considered when looking for the next IDO? Um, so we're, we don't really look for the IDOs that much. Um, actually a lot of people have come to us for these IDOs. Um, and a lot more people are contacting us about IDOs now after obviously our first IDO was 101% funded. So, uh, there's five, there's five scheduled IDOs now, five more. So that'll be six IDOs total. Um, nice. and those should all happen before the end of the year. Um, you know, and that's just kind of based on, on their app development rollout because the IDO system is obviously in place. So, um, but the IDO and that's kind of the tweet storm I put out and, and some of the other information that we've been talking about, which is that, you know, from a philosophical level, um, the IDO mechanism was designed to be agnostic. So it was designed to be anyone who wanted to launch anything could launch through a cub IDO. Um, you know, just a decentralized smart contract, you go in, you plug in, you know, what you want to raise, you plug in what you want to give, set the price, set the start time, set the end time, and you're good. 
Um, and the new system is going to be a little bit more community vetting um, and obviously, you know, looking into the project a little bit more and then kind of kind of vetting it out a little bit. So so I would say it's still slightly agnostic, but not completely uh, unbiased. So we have to do a little bit of uh, research, I think, into, into IDOs before they go live. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you want to research the project and the team. I think, uh, you know, it's like anything else, the evolution. So, you know, what you just mentioned, you know, now that the first one is done, there's more coming. And if, you know, continued demand comes, you really can do that where you turn it into a community-based thing and just like, all right, here's potential candidates and let the community speak, you know, and they're like, out of these three projects, you know, this, you know, the community says, you know, this one looks the best or, you know, if there's even like a limit, you know, if you can do all of them or if you're like, all right, you know, we need to either whittle down or just, you know, put these on a schedule and you put the most promising ones, you know, in front of the line based on some right. community fee. I mean, and that's because in the end, like, that's what the crypto world is all about, right? That de decentralization, community-based decisions. Right. And so, um, so speaking yeah, of it's, IDOs- It's always supposed to be do your own research, right? It's always supposed 100%. to be, you know, participate in DeFi at your own risk and- and all that stuff. So I, I, and we talked about that in the last AMA that for Polygon Cub, we actually built a, a staking contract. So it, it's kind of like an ex Polycubs uh, contract. Um, and, and that contract could be migrated into the Cub platform and used as a, as a DAO mechanism. Uh, so that could actually, you could imagine that uh, at some point there's actually going to be a staking mechanism on Cub, maybe even through the kingdom where you'll get, you'll be able to stake it for V cub, which will be a voting share um, in this DAO where you'll be able to basically say yes or no to different IDOs. And, and uh, you know, let's say that an IDO comes along and they want to raise a hundred thousand dollars, but you think they should only raise 50,000 because you know, whatever reasoning you have and the community wants to launch a proposal and vote to reduce their IDO to 50,000, then that could be done. Um, or it could be raised or it could be, uh, just thwarted all together so people could say yes or no to the idea. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's so much more evolution to all of this. You know, this is really just the infancy of it all. Yep. Um, exactly. All right. So since we're still on the audio uh, topic, um, what questions? Rolly Rob asked about the cake pop um, with the. Uh, cake pop uh, farm LP link being incorrect for a short period of time. And there was discussions of possible refunds for people that fell into that one hour window. I mean, I'm not going to get into my personal thoughts on that. Uh, do your own research, but anyway, so is there uh, yeah. any potential refund for people that fell into that uh, unfortunate window and pulled uh, the wrong version token? And then, you know, obviously ate some big fees. Yeah. So um, I think, we're going to, and I kind of talked to, you know, figure that out with cake pop a little bit. We're going to do a little something for that. Um, but I'm not going to give any details yet until it's uh, finalized, but I do think there will be something, but yeah, right. it does go to that idea that do your own research, but we did in, in their defense, we did have the wrong link, uh, but it should just kind of be known. A hundred percent. I mean, I clicked on it and when it, you know, brought me to cub, I'm like, I, I was like, I automatically knew I'm like, all right, well, this isn't correct. Um, and then I manually right. went to, um, you know, pancake swap, but at the same time, you know, you want to make things user-friendly and, um, ease of use. Right. Um, you want it to be as best as possible, especially if you want to grow a platform because the bottom line is, you know, not everyone's going to be a, a crypto head, so to speak. You know what I mean? 
You want you, you want the system to be in a state where normies can come in and operate um, without, you know, with, with just general base knowledge. They don't need to be intimate yep. with Coven Leo. Uh, otherwise, there's no way for us to scale um, extremely large. So I get it. And that's cool that, you know, you're even if it's some kind of, you know, whatever it is, rebate or whatever, you know, the fact that you guys are going to do that, I think is a win because most crypto projects, you know, would be like, you know, that, that's your bad. <laughs> so, yep. um, good stuff. And then, uh, leading to that. So the idea that everyone, you know, really cares about, um, who asked it actually in particular, Oh, uh, Trump, 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 <laughs> one asked any timeline on the polygon cub, uh, IDO. So basically, you know, when, <laughs> when, um, we haven't given any any uh hard hard dates for it yet let's leave it at that but it's soon so it's when yeah probably possibly before the mobile app comes out but we'll not that's not an official statement well and the mobile app's set to release on october 1st well i like it that sounds good to me uh let's see what else we got here uh you know what i forgot to even open periscope so if anyone's asked questions in periscope my bad <laughs> um let me see what else um, we got here uh i think we're yeah. caught up on and YouTube. then we can also wrap wrap whenever you're ready too yeah because you got to jump here uh in a couple minutes yeah for that other podcast for the, uh, i think podcast. Yep. i think we're caught up uh, i got all these uh yeah, no, it looks like we're good. Um, I'm not even going to jump into Periscope because uh, you got that other podcast in a few minutes. So we'll call it a wrap for this uh, AMA here, September 10th. Uh, and uh, until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, everybody. All right. Take care, guys. I'll see you later, Kyle. Right. Yep. See ya.